Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast. of the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And before we get into the episode, uh, per usual, uh, we always love to, uh, you know, just ask, hey, you know, would you give us some ratings? Uh, give us some feedback on the pod. You know, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you, you know, what, do, you, do you not like the host? Do you not like my co-host? Do you not like the people we have definitely on? Whatever don't, it definitely is. don't like the host. Well, whatever it is, just, uh, just, just put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. We'll, uh, we'll take it for feedback. Uh, but if you want me fired, uh, we have we have plenty of that going. Uh, we also have multiple episodes uh, with the Divine Rhyme, with the Power Hour, as the NBA season has finally arrived, where Bryce can continue to see his Pacers lose. We have multiple different uh, podcasts with the Circle City Cinema, with Triple Option for the college football season. Uh, you name it, we got it. There's plenty of it. And we are going to jump right in to the episode. And it is my privilege to bring back on the newly married, the one and only, I'm not even going to call you anything, Bryce Shetty. Bryce, you have came back and you are ready to get destroyed once again. And it is a, it, 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 I am happy that you are married. I, I, am, I don't know why Abby chose you, uh, but, but she did. She chose you anyway. And uh, you're here. You're back and ready. Uh, Caleb, I am very happy to be back. Uh, I, I, I hate missing weeks. I hate missing weeks, sure. but this sure. is an exception to sure. the rule. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a great time on the honeymoon, Caleb. Oh, sure. I am revitalized. I am ready and raring to go. Caleb, I will tell you, I did what I had to do while I was in Mexico. I oh, watched yeah, yeah. my Colts game through play by play stat cast on ESPN app at, while I was at the beach. <laughs> I am a committed fan, Caleb. Caleb, you texted me. You are. Bryce, are, are you going to be okay? Are you following these games, Caleb? Do you know me? I should. I shouldn't have said. I shouldn't. Have do you know that. me? I, I, I did not think the way that I should have. You, I should have known better that you were going to figure out a way to do this. And so here I am, uh, you know, not thinking you were going to do it, but you did. And, oh, I, uh, that's, I am that's here, Caleb, and I am ready to oh, yeah. murder you. I'm going oh, to murder yeah. you on this podcast. There you go. That's my, that's my cause. That's my cause. And uh, I, I'm shocked you haven't said one particular moment yet that's happened in your wedding. But anyhow, let's get into the. Oh, don't uh, worry, Caleb. Don't yeah, worry. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> let's, let's get into the uh, the team that you were. Uh, keeping an eye on throughout this week, and particularly on Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts, who faced the uh, you know the, a team, and that's not the greatest in the Houston Texans. It's fair to say they might be the worst team in the league. Uh, the Colts take care of business at home, thirty-one to three. Bryce, how can the Indianapolis Colts use this thirty-one to three win to propel them to be in a better place? Well, Caleb, I mean, if you look at our upcoming schedule, we're we're oh, we're kind of in control of our own destiny right now. Okay, the Titans' next three games are are against winning squads. Okay, the Colts have a subpar schedule coming up. We have at San Francisco on Sunday night, which is a definitely a winnable game. Okay, and then we we I believe we face Jacksonville, and uh, I'm forgetting one other team. Forgetting one other team. Right, you, your next right four. Now. You see, so have the Niners this coming week. You have the Titans at home. The Jets at home. There we go. And then the Jaguars at home. I mean, you have you have a pretty winnable stretch. I agree with Absolutely. you. Three straight home games Absolutely. after this Sunday night game. And this is huge, Caleb. And, and he, here's what I here's what I'm most interested in, Caleb. Okay. I am interested in Jonathan Taylor right now. Oh, sure you are, man. Oh my goodness. 14 <laughs> carries, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, 10.4 average. Average carries. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Caleb, for whatever reason, Frank Reich has come to his senses that if he gives Jonathan Taylor the ball, yeah, good things actually happen. Which, which Caleb, we knew this. <laughs> and the thing about it is, Caleb, we don't even have Quentin Nelson or Braden Smith right. playing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Quentin Nelson looks like he's going to come back this week. Right. And and we just found a new diamond in the rough on the offensive line in Chris Reed. Caleb, Caleb, (laughs) me and Zach, me and Zach, we were at work working very, very hard. And and we just happened to (laughs) to be curious and looked up how much Chris, what Chris Reed's deal is, what his Uh contract is. Sure. Okay. Okay. It is a one-year deal, Caleb. 
$1 we are million. paying him a whopping $1 million. Wow. A million dollars. We're paying a million dollars. And you know what, Caleb? Uh, your Frank Reich today said that if Quentin plays this coming week, mm-hmm. Chris Reed will be swapping out with Mark Glowinski. Caleb, let's cut <laughs> Glowinski. Let's cut, cut him. Glowinski. Cut, cut him. Wow. Chris, Reed, cut Chris him. Reed has played himself onto this roster, and he wow. will get a contract extension from us. He absolutely will. But, Caleb, wow. I am super encouraged. I'm also encouraged because Carson Wentz continues to shut you up. Yeah, it is think. embarrassing that you hate on this guy. He no, has I... one interception on a busted play this season. He's actually the number one quarterback in the NFL in QBR on passes 10 plus yards down the field. And he hasn't thrown one ball, one ball this season. That is a turnover worthy play, not a single one. And that is yeah. a fact, Caleb. You need yeah. to eat it on Carson Wentz. You need to eat it that he is a legitimate quarterback in this league and that he can lead this team to where we need to go. Yeah. You know what, Bryce? Fine. I, I will. Yeah, uh, you will. That's right, it. baby. I'll say it right. I'll say it right here. Yeah, baby. On a live recording. <laughs> Carson Wentz has officially made me eat it right now. Yeah, he's baby. He completely eat it. This is the he's best only turned the ball over one. Dead, yeah, exactly. This one interception this entire season. And he is doing this, I mean, just completely hobbled. Okay? I mean, there's no way you can tell me he's 100%. But he is absolutely making me, absolutely making me eat it. I mean, he is making me eat it more than any other player has ever made me eat it. Yeah, baby. Ever. Yeah, baby. Ever. And, we're talking, and, that is and we're talking far. about Baker Mayfield, who's <laughs> made you shove it. Baker's made me shove it. Uh, Buddy Heald on occasion has made me <laughs> shove it. But Carson Wentz has made me shove it the most. I mean, this is this is a performance that, you know, in general, just shows where this team can go. I mean, as a two and four squad, like you said, they have a stretch of four games, Bryce, where I genuinely believe they can go three and one. And we're getting healthy. And when they're three and one and you're starting to get Jonathan Taylor the ball, which, you know, I've talked about this with you. I mean, one of the biggest things was I just was like, man, you have this elite guy. But if you are running him so little, I just don't understand the identity of this team. It's so reliant upon Taylor that if you're not getting him the ball, I just don't get it. So, I mean, now that they're doing that, you know, we're seeing some plays open up. We're seeing this team just get back to where they once were. And that defense, I don't care that it was a Houston, Texas offense. You hold any football team three points on the scoreboard, and that's incredible. And I think the Indianapolis Colts deserves a ton of credit for that. And Bryce, real quick, we forgot to do our get the sacks and offensive defense players of the weeks. For my defensive player of the week, I don't think I have a single choice but to pick an Indianapolis Colt. Oh I am taking I am taking Darius Leonard without a question. Darius Leonard has showed up when it matters. He has been a top-notch leader for this defense, and he came out and had a party. Okay, he had the seven tackles. He had the interception. He is exactly what this team paid him to be, which is dang near the best linebacker in the league. That's what they paid him to be, and he is right in that conversation, Bryce. Absolutely. I mean, and Caleb, I've been hard on, on Darius Leonard this year. I've been extremely hard on him, but this game, I, he really, sh- he literally did it all. He yeah. recovered a fumble. He had an interception. Yeah. Uh, he was getting to the quarterback. This is the, this is the Darius Leonard that I expected at the beginning of the season. Sure. I, I didn't think it was going to take a one and four start for him to, to finally say enough is enough and stop talking and start showing and it's been great. When he shows everyone, it, he elevates the play of everyone else around him. Yeah. Like, like take, for example, yeah. Caleb, Bobby Okereke had the sure. best game of his season, probably yeah. of his career. Okay. Right. 14 tackles, nine solo. Mm. Right. Kenny Moore, 10 solo tackles, 10 solo. I mean, he's elevating the play around him when, when Darius Leonard has, is at his best. And when yeah. – I mean, I know Darius has had the injury, okay, and he's getting healthy. So, I think this is a good sign. I think this is a turning point for, for this Colts team. Honestly, Caleb, I, sure. I, I really do. I, I think there are good days ahead. I think they're starting to figure out their identity. I, we need to get – we're getting healthier. Um, you know, the Braden Smith thing is still a concern after the report I heard today. But – I think it's doing fine. Yeah. I think we're fine. Yeah. 
I think you're I think you're in a good position. I mean, I, there was no reason to get necessarily insanely panicked, but like there was a level of concern, in my opinion. Now, you know, I, I don't care that it was against Houston. You know, you need some of these games. But the key is, Bryce, it's not just winning a game like that. It's dominating a game like that. The Colts dominated a game like that. And that's what a good team is able to do. That's what, you know, or a healthy team. I guess that's the best way to put it. A healthy team, a healthy locker room. That's how they go out and beat a team like the Houston Texans. Bryce, who is your defensive player of the week here? Well, Caleb, he was my defensive player uh, of the week on in week one. I have to go back to him because, I mean, the stat line's insane, Caleb. It really go is. Go I'm going to go with Pittsburgh Steelers defensive end TJ Watts, okay? And, and he <laughs> again, he is proving why he's one of the best in the league. Listen to this, okay? Seven tackles, six solo tackles. Half of his solo tackles were for loss. He had two sacks, three passes deflected, and two quarterback hits. Oh, 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 yeah, Caleb. Oh, yeah. By the way, he forced the the uh, the basically the 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 game winning uh, f- force fumble. By the way, on Geno Smith. Uh, so yeah, I, unbelievable. I mean, he's just outright insane in this game against the right. Seattle Seahawks. So TJ right. Watt, by far and away, my defensive player of the week. I get that. I mean, I thought. Thought he played well. Obviously, you know, he flipped the game for him on Sunday night. We'll talk about that later. That's more than fair. Uh, Bryce, uh, who do you have for get the sack? Oh, Caleb, my get the sack. And, and it's, oh, man, we're, we're like doing a 180 on this guy hmm. from last season. We really are. Okay. My get the sack this week is Brian Flores. Brian Flores, yeah. you, you lose to a, a Jacksonville team who has what, lost, what, 19 in a row, right. 19 straight games? Yep. Okay. And, yep. and and don't 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 give me this Tua stuff. Okay. Tua played just fine. He played 33 passes for 329 yards and I, two touchdowns. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah. And, and yeah. Brian Flores is a defensive guy. Sure. Okay, I get it. They were missing their top two corners. They were missing Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. I get it, but it's Jacksonville against a rookie quarterback. I mean, are you, Bryce? Are you saying Jamal Agnew should go for seventy-eight yards on your pass? No, Jamal Agnew is like a safety. He's not. I I love how Urban's getting cute with this guy, and it's working. (laughs) No. this is bad. This no, is bad. It is bad. It, it is, it was, we were talking about one. we talk about the one. Dolphins maybe yeah. getting the turning point. And Caleb, right. I know we're talking. You know, the Deshaun Watson <laughs> stuff came out today about him maybe going to Miami. I'm not even sure that's a good deal at this point. Right, right. Because is he going? Because the other thing is, is if this Deshaun Watson has any influence in his move, does he want to go to a team that basically has the same record as them? One well, in five. I, I mean, I, I don't, fair, I don't know. Statement. But, but I don't even know. I don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to play another down in the league. That's and that's true too. And that's true too. And and I think it's that. I mean, that's something we can talk about when it happens. But you know, Absolutely. at this point, you know, Bryce. I mean, when we're seeing that, you know, the Dolphins, the way they play, I totally can get behind uh, the Flores get the sack. I don't. I don't have any problems with that. Um, Bryce, I'm going with Kevin Stefanski. Oh, I think, I think, I think, I think them being three and three is a joke. You know how I felt about this team. Caleb, they have a lot of injuries. Come on. No, I I do think they have a lot of injuries, but you don't get your butt killed. You 37, you don't get your butt killed last week. You don't get your, but it's more of a overall consensus for me. And this week kind of tied it up. Okay. I mean, I just don't understand. Okay. How you're going to come in at home, okay, and lose? And I understand that Arizona's uh, seems like they're better than last year, clearly, but it just doesn't. It, to be three and three right now, you know, everybody's wanting to talk about Baker, 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 roasting on Baker. Well, that was the old me. I used to do that, uh, but I have been forgiven by the Lord, so therefore I am not going to criticize Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I have been redeemed and washed for my sin. Therefore. I am blasting Stefanski because Stefanski, in my personal opinion, has not been putting this team in success. If he's really trying to get the guys that he needs to get the ball to, 
you know, I just think we would see a significant change. Okay. I mean, I think it's good to see Odell Beckham back. It's good to see five receptions and 79 yards, but there needs to be some consistency. It's more of just a, Hey dude, I know what you're capable of. So go do it. Put this team in better positions the way you've been putting them in. It's not that he's a bad coach. Just put teams in better position. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Next up, uh, we have Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, Bryce, uh, Bryce, do you have a uh, Offensive Player of the Week in mind for your selection? Yeah, and I got to stay at home with this one, Caleb. I, I got to go with Jonathan Taylor. Look, if you average if you average 10-plus yards <laughs> a carry, okay, and you have double-digit carries, you have to be talked about. And I know he, he grabbed 83 of those yards on one run, but sure. Caleb, that run was incredible. He was breaking tackles. He was tossing guys Mm -hmm. and he, he did it with incredible speed down the sideline. Yeah. I mean, Caleb, I mean, he almost might made it to the house. If Michael Pittman would have just thrown a man block instead of just, you know, hand fighting with the, with the safety. Right. I mean, just throw down a block, my man, (laughs) lay your body into him. You're not going to get penalized. You were in front of him. My goodness. Yeah. Right. Throw the block. Move the block. (laughs) But I mean, it just shows that, and Caleb yeah. Jonathan Taylor le- leads the league in uh, in inside the five carries. Yeah, uh, that's an interesting tidbit for you. Yeah. So I mean, it just shows you the amount of trust that Frank Reich has in that offensive line and in Jonathan Taylor as well. Yeah. He's yeah. not get he doesn't get cute too often with like Naheem Hines between the tackles and the red zone anymore. It's it's Jonathan Taylor and you run power football just like it should be. Just like it should be. Slamming the table like Judge Judy. I totally agree with you, Bryce. For mine, I'm going to go with a little bit of a different direction. It's not necessarily the most wild game ever. Uh, but the dude was, I mean, I don't know the whole situation, whether it was like a food poisoning or he just got sick or what. Uh, but for A.J. Brown to kind of be as clutch as he was on Monday night, lead the Titans in the passing attack, when their guys started to get hurt, I just was like, dang, I just was really impressed. Seven for 91. You know, this is a guy that obviously everybody's had high hopes for. You know, if you're a fantasy junkie, you know, you're, you're thinking he's a wide receiver one. You lock him in every week. And that just hasn't been there. Just I don't think necessarily due to him. I just think the Titans are still figuring out their offense. For Brian to put up 91 yards and to do that given the circumstances and, and given the fact that he might have been sick, Incredible, unbelievable performance, and I just wanted to give a shout-out to him. Uh, Bryce, I do have a new segment for you, though. I do have a oh, new oh. segment for you. Okay, Last we, week, didn't, we didn't talk about this we did, we didn't in talk pre-show, about this. so we this didn't talk about interesting. This, but I, so I did, and I intentionally did not talk to you about, talk to you about this on pre-show. <laughs> so we have a new segment that Will Hogg said, who filled in for you last week, uh, suggested to me, and then therefore we ran through it, and I agree with it. So, Bryce, I want you to explain a particular instance that happened at your wedding, providing some context to this, because this instance is the title of our uh, of, of this new segment. So go ahead. Roast me right now. I'm giving you the opportunity because it's going to make the most sense once uh, you do this. Well, I mean, Caleb, I mean, it's one of the biggest days of my life. Everything okay. was going great. I so, have, you know, my my bestest friends up on the stage with me watching me get married and what happens the schmuck the host himself caleb lynn collapses on stage in the middle of the ceremony why i don't know maybe he just wants to steal the spotlight from me again which is not (laughs) shocking it's very on brand for caleb lynn but nonetheless caleb lynn collapsed passed out right in the middle of my ceremony on stage where everybody can see him (laughs) Caleb, we laugh about this. We will always laugh about this. Uh, The memes will will be relentless. It will be a great time. But that's what what? And we are going to continue that because the new segment is called the Caleb Lid Collapse of the Week. Yeah, baby. The new segment is Caleb Lid Collapse of the Week. So, Bryce, what is the – who is the biggest collapse this week in terms of just things falling into them (laughs) – and, you know, either their fans need to pass out or their team just fell to the floor in terms of just a total and utter collapse. Well, I, I honestly, Caleb, I think this is a very obvious choice. Go ahead. I really do. Okay. 
I think it's the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Wow. They lost it. Okay. Wow. They they <laughs> decided to get cute. Yeah. They want to get cute and go for it on fourth and one. Yeah. Uh, down down in the red zone with the, yeah. with time winding off the clock. Yeah. And they get stuffed. They get stuffed. I, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean. We're talking about Josh Allen on a quarterback sneak completely. Just, I think it was, it was a poor effort by Josh Allen. I think it's a very poor effort uh, on that fourth one, fourth down and one. Uh, that is my collapse of the week because this is a very winnable game. And for selfish reasons, I needed the bills to win this game. Caleb, I needed the Tennessee Titans to lose this game. Sure I really did. You sure um, did. So I, uh, for me, the bills are my collapse of the week. I'm unfortunately going to go with, a tale that is too often told by this particular fan base and team and organization, but it is just, it is so easy for me to pick this team that it's so it's just, I can't even look anywhere else. I have to go with the Detroit Lions. I mean, oh, I just, oh, I have to go. I have to, this. no, I am. I'm, I'm going straight you're to the Detroit Lions. This. Well, uh, you know, look, you're wrong. You know, I, I am absolutely going to do this. The Detroit Lions miserable, pathetic football team at 0-6. They have not won a game. Dan Campbell criticizes Jared Goff, asking Jared Goff to do more, to do more for his team, despite the fact that, you know, they were down 34-11, to despite the fact that, yes, he turned the ball over for an interception, but it's not like Jared Goff just completely collapsed the game for them. Okay, their defense was awful. It was miserable. Detroit Lion fans are going to be in for another miserable year. I am going to lock something in on this podcast, Bryce. Oh, no. I am locking it in that the Detroit Lions will not win more than two football games this entire season. No. I am locking it in, and I think they are going to be in for a miserable, miserable This is, this is sad. This it is, is but sad, I, man. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. Uh, uh, now we'll move into our second game, uh, Bucks and Eagles from last Thursday, Bryce. 28-22, uh, Buccaneers come out and they beat Philly. I think, Bryce, the score indicates that this was a closer game, but really, you know, the Buccaneers had this game in command. The Eagles kind of churned it in, made it something interesting a little bit later, but Tampa had pretty much a grip on this game. How did you think that this game was played? And let's look at it from the Eagles' perspective. You know, the Eagles, you know, I just don't understand what they're trying to do right now putting the pressure on Hurts. They're only running the ball 19 times. That's a total joke in my opinion. And I don't understand their passing. I don't understand what they're trying to do. What what are you seeing from the Philadelphia Eagles at this point? Well, what I'm seeing is Jalen Hurts is the identity of this offense. That's what I'm seeing, Caleb. I mean, you mentioned that they ran the ball 19 times. Caleb, Jalen Hurts ran it 10 of the times. Ridiculous. My he's out he's out rushing Miles Sanders. It's so ridiculous. Okay, now now Caleb, I'll be honest. I am not the biggest Miles Sanders guy. I know you and 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 our friend Zachary Griffith are huge Miles Sanders guy. I'm like not. Him. I'm not. But I mean, I mean, listen to the passing though. Twelve of twenty six, one hundred and fifteen yards. I mean, that's not great either. And we're talking no, about a not. Tampa Bay secondary that is beat to heck. They have no one. Richard Sherman, who they just signed, is gone. He's gone. You've had your Pierre Desir experience. Haven't you seen him be a shutdown corner in the past? No, 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 no. And miss me on Ross Cockrell, please. Please. Okay. But, I mean, uh, these wide receivers need to step up. Devontae Smith, come Dude. Act like you act like you're a legitimate wide receiver. Two receptions, 31 yards. Yeah. Jalen, Jalen Rager. Okay, first round pick two years ago. Zero, zero receptions. Zero. <laughs> right. Right. It's a problem. It's a problem. Zach Ertz had the best game, and he's gone. He's off the team. He had the best passing I mean, game for them. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what Sirianni's thoughts are. I mean, but yeah. but Jalen Hurts is the identity of this offense, period. Yeah, yeah, right. Period. Right. And it's great for fantasy guys who will have him in fantasy like your boy. Okay, right. but this is not good as a, as a, as a football team. No, it's not. No, it's not. Now, I here's what I will say, Caleb. Go ahead. This Eagles team fights. Jalen Hurts is a competitor. Sure. Okay, and, and and we usually say that about guys who are on crappy teams that that just ball out. And, and this is that situation. I'm sorry. There's no other way to put it. But Jalen Hurts right. is a competitor. I will give him that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. 
for sure. They, but, I mean, they, Tampa, I mean, they just, yeah. they're going to keep doing their thing. Oh, totally. And, you know, let's get into it. Obviously, uh, another guy that's maybe Crow, because uh, at one point, Bryce, I called this guy washed, but I have him on my fantasy. Yeah, team, that was a really, kissing, really bad. And now I'm just kidding. Now I'm just kissing up to Fournette because he is giving me the glory of a three game winning streak that was for my such fantasy a bad team in our league. From you. I don't care. 22 carries, 81 yards, take. two touchdowns. He's eating for my team. The Tom Brady with three, two, 300 yards and two touchdowns, about 300 yards. And then the receivers for Tampa, obviously balanced attack. You know, Antonio Brown, 93 yards. But then from there, it's like, okay, the numbers kind of seem familiar with Howard, Fournette, and Godwin. And Evans, you probably would have wanted a little more from, but they had balance. I mean, Bryce, this is a team we're not – in awe of in pass defense. We know what their defense is going to give, but just in terms of consistency here for Tampa, is this just a win that's only going to keep things going for them? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're five and one. Yes, the the injuries are piling up for Tampa Bay. I do feel like it's going to catch up to them for a couple games and sure. people are going to freak out that the, the champs are vulnerable. And, and I think they still are vulnerable when healthy. I, I honestly do. Sure. Um, but, I mean, they're going to be in the thick of it you know, come, come December and, and November. So, I mean, I've, yeah. I'm not concerned. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, Arizona over Cleveland, Bryce. I mean, I know I went in on the Cleveland side of it. Arizona yeah. now moves to six and zero. Oh. you know, dominant, right? They got games from Connor. They got games from AJ green again, you know, Hopkins had two touchdowns. Um, and that defense just looks amazing. Uh, they they look they look really really good, um, and that I was just, a, that was the big question mark. Right, this was this was the issue, and they have just absolutely um, obliterated whatever expectations people had of them in the preseason. They're becoming you know a top five to eight unit that people just remember off the top of their head now, and I think that's a big deal because there's a lot of defenses, Bryce, that can be good but they don't show in the winning records. And therefore it's like, well, are you really good? Or what's, what is it? But their defense is good. They're winning. I just total domination here from the Cardinals. Absolutely. Caleb. And, and honestly, there's another guy that you need to eat it on. Go ahead. Who is it? Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if I can eat it on Cliff. Oh, come on. He's leading his team. He's 6-0. No, well, well I, I, look, I'm not They've saying that what he has. they four road games. Well, okay. Four. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he hasn't had a good start, but I oh. I just want to. Can I, I'm going to hold that off for just a couple weeks. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. On. I'm not eating it just yet. Oh, come oh, I'm on. I'm not. I'm Caleb. not. I'm not. His track record. His, his, his track record has been early hot starts. And I don't. I don't think this team is going to have a, you know, typical cold streak or whatever you want to call it. I'm just saying. I Interesting. Just give me a couple of weeks. Just okay, give me a couple of weeks. Caleb. Just give me a couple of weeks. Look, I mean, here's if the he thing about. If he continues it, I'll eat it. Uh, yeah, you will. You'll have to make it. another I'll apology on air. I will. I will. So, I mean, here's the thing about Cleveland, right? I mean, offensively, they are just stockpiling injuries. I mean, again, I mean, Baker Mayfield is out for Thursday night football. Kareem Hunt out Thursday night football. Nick Chubb out. Uh, OBJ is banged up again. He's going to try to play. Uh, uh, Landry out still. Uh, Now they lose. They they lose their second round draft pick. They lose. They lose uh, Owusu Koromoa. I mean, to to injury for a few weeks. And not to mention, they're missing two offensive linemen. I mean, this team is beat up. I mean, it's beat totally. up. And, and the unfortunate thing is John Johnson, the third, their, one of their big offseason signings, really isn't giving you what, what you thought you were going to get. Uh, yeah, you, they're not playing Grant Delpit, uh, which I think is a total joke. Uh, I mean, their, their defensive <laughs> coordinator absolutely deserves to be to be fired. Caleb, this wow. guy's name was trending on Twitter on Sunday. I didn't know who this guy was. Joe Woods. Joe Woods. I look. I looked Woods. at it, and it's yeah. the Browns' defensive coordinator, and people are calling for his head. And, and I, I can't say I disagree with them. I mean, this team is, this defense is star studded. Star studded. Okay, right. starts with your rookie, right? Owusu. You got Troy Hill. You got Greedy Williams. You got John Johnson. You got Denzel Ward. JV, Jadavion Clowney. Miles Garrett. Grant Delpit. I mean, you have these guys. You have right. these guys, 
this defense should be one of the best in the league, but instead you're three and three sitting at 500 and Caleb shocking. They're at the bottom of the division. They're the last team in the division. It's super shocking. And Behind you, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, and we know we know what uh their quarterback situation's like. Uh next up, uh we'll do we'll do the Packers and the Bears, where Aaron Rodgers continues to own the Chicago Bears fan base. The Green Bay Packers are up 24 to 14 in this one. They are five and one of the year. Chicago goes to three and three. Uh Bryce, can I just say one thing real quick about the uh national perception of this game before the game actually happened? The yeah. Chicago Bears are not a contender. No, not even I just, close. The Chicago Bears are not a contender. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't understand why we're continuously trying to give this team. They were three and two, and it's like, well, that's a good matchup. It's a great test for the Packers. The Packers were going to come in there. They were going to smoke them. Khalil, Herbert, Herbert looked great for the Bears. He looked great. Props to yeah, him. Yeah, he really did Comes look in good. 97 yards. I mean, fantastic. They finally are looking to get Allen Robinson going. It's a complete joke that that hasn't happened earlier. The Packers' perspective – Pure dominance. Pure dominance. The score does not indicate the level of dominance that this team had. No. Rodgers was in their head all freaking night. Devontae Adams had eight had, had 89 yards. And the balanced rushing attack, Bryce, when Dylan can go for 59 yards and Jones can go for 76, with Rodgers passing like that, it's, it's a combination that's going to be very hard for anybody to beat. Absolutely. And yeah. the Chicago Bears aren't going to make him pay offensively. What are your thoughts, Bryce? Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's exactly what you said, Caleb. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is going to be a work in progress and, and it, it won't it won't go anywhere until Matt Nagy's fired. I, and I stand by that. I 100 yeah. percent stand by that. I get that. I get Caleb, that. I, I, there's not much to say on this game. So I, I, I want to say this. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I want to address Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I own you comments. I have no problem with this. I have no problem with this. Good. I have no, because it's true. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, then show up. That defense, they talk about, oh, the Chicago Bear defense, show up. Are you saying the guy that's had a ridiculously good record against the Chicago Bears shouldn't stop saying he owns them? No, he shouldn't stop. No, he should say it more. I have, I, no, agree. Issue. I have no issue with this. No, I don't, I don't know why it's a big deal. It's true. It's true. It's true. And, it, and it's totally understand. on brand for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. Makes total I freaking sense. love it because, because Aaron Rodgers is going to leave next season, okay? <laughs> and and yeah, you know what? He's going to play the Bears next season anyway, whatever yeah, team he's on, yeah, and he's yeah. still going to own them. Probably. And it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Minnesota and Carolina, which the game went to overtime. And Bryce, oh, you and I are about to call out Mike Zimmer. Oh, but 34 to 28. Oh, Minnesota Caleb. goes to three and three. Uh, Carolina is now three and three. Uh, Bryce, uh, what are your thoughts on this particular game here? Well, I tell you what, man, if Minnesota was going to was going to lose this game, Mike Zimmer was going to be fired. He wasn't even be, be let let out of the out of the stadium, honestly. I mean, they, they should they had this game under wraps. Yeah. OK, Carolina scores 11 points in the fourth quarter to tie this game to send it to overtime. And, and by God, by God. Minnesota actually scored a touchdown to put this overtime uh, overtime session to bed. Um, <laughs> Caleb, Dalvin Cook looked like vintage Dalvin Cook in this game. 29 yeah, carries, yeah, 140 yards. Adam yeah. Thielen continuing to show that Justin Jefferson is still a son. He's still number two. Uh, Thielen has been outstanding yeah. this season. Yeah, well, yeah. Not that Justin Jefferson's been bad. He hasn't. No, right. He hasn't. Right. I mean, he's still at right. eight receptions, 80 yards. I mean, it, yeah. he's not bad. Um, but but I what I think is, is also good for this offense, Caleb, yes, you have Dalvin Cook. You need to keep him healthy. Um, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is a roller coaster. We know this. But when Kirk Cousins is on, he's very good. He's very good. But, but what I really like, Caleb, is I like the addition of the third wide receiver mm. with KJ Osborne. Mm. Okay, he hasn't he's he's not really been talked about a lot. Okay, but I think this I think this makes that offense more dangerous. Totally. Okay. When you can really fo- you you focus on Thielen, you focus on Jefferson. Unfortunately, you lost Irv Smith at the beginning of the season, but I, I think Tyler Conklin's been fine. Uh, but I, but KJ Osborne's made some plays this season, and I, and I think it'll pay dividends. I really I do. Agree. Um, totally agree. But yeah, I mean, as far as Carolina goes, 
Um, I still expect more, Caleb. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Like Sam Darnold haven't had an awful game. Uh, 17 of 41. What? Huh? Are you saying are you saying that uh Sam Darnold does not look like he looked the first three weeks? <laughs> no, and, and honestly, honestly, again, like I feel like I've been wanting more from him all season. Like I'm, yeah. I'm still not convinced. You have. And, you and have. Caleb, it, it seems like they just tried to force feed Robbie Anderson. Eleven targets, only I three agree. catches. I agree. Like, get the guy involved, but set him up for success. I mean, right. Robbie Anderson's still a good wide receiver. Don't don't all of a sudden just be like, oh, I think we should use him. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, DJ Moore obviously is a stud, but look, I, and I really think Terrace Marshall should get more involved. Yeah. I, I don't. I, yeah. Two targets is it. I'm just, I, I'm just, I just, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I, mm, mm, well, I don't know. They, They've got to use their other guys, right? They they've got yeah. to figure out some ways. Like, I understand the McCaffrey loss is a big deal for them, but I mean, your team had the highlights in terms of Moore and Anderson, obviously. Um, Rice, I mean, they clearly felt comfortable with the tight end spot by moving off of Dan Arnold to bring in CJ Henderson from Jacksonville in that trade a couple weeks ago. Ian Thomas is not a bad tight end. No, and One I think catches. Tommy Tremble. I think Tommy Tremble yeah. is going to be awesome too. Tommy, right? Just use, start using these guys. Start putting these tight ends in better situations. I, I that I, I'm losing uh, the the idea there. I don't understand why Rule's not looking to get them involved. Uh, I'm not necessarily panicked, but I am a little bit like, all right, what's going on? Uh, because I do think McCaffrey is a big loss, and I'm not trying to deny that. But this is a team that's talented enough that I feel like they can get over the hump in a certain instance. And, you know, if I'm Minnesota, uh, you know, I think they've been getting amazing play from Daniil Hunter. And I just feel like with their team right now, they are, they are, they have very difficult schedule coming up, right? They're going to have to face Dallas, Baltimore and the chargers for the next three weeks. They potentially could go 0 and three, but I, I, be, I believe that this is a team that's got enough fight in them. Okay, and and I just think there's too much talent on that team to just sit back and just not do anything. That's just my opinion, Bryce. You know how I feel. Yep. Next up, Cowboys, Patriots. Cowboys. Ooh, what a thirty-five to twenty-nine. Um, well, a doozy for Mike McCarthy, and they 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 went by they went by six over the Patriots. Patriots fall to two and four. Dallas goes to five and one. Bryce. So I kind of – I don't want to reiterate this take, but the first thing I thought of after the game was like, just move Mike McCarthy up to the front office because he's limiting your team. I mean, just just move him up to the front office and and, and bring in Kellen Moore before he leaves your organization and then, and then put Dan Quinn in, the, in, in this staff, okay? I mean, I just think that it is an absolute joke how they can sit back here and say Dan McC- and McCarthy was, you know, the guy for them. I mean, their offense was a machine. Dak Prescott, 445 yards. The 51 passes, I'm not a huge fan of, but 445 yards. I'm fine with it. I'm they're, fine they're with it. Getting, they're getting production, Bryce, from everyone. And you, my friend, need to absolutely eat some crow on C.D. Lamb's nine catches for 149 yards and two touchdowns. You, my friend, need to eat some crow. You were so low on this guy. No, I'm, I were, wasn't low. You, I you just, were low on him. The hype you, just... You were low on him like an ant. You, 149 okay. yards okay. for this man. Okay. Okay, look, look, C.D. Lamb, okay? I never said he was a bad wide receiver. Okay. I, I think he's a good receiver. Sure. I did not I, I did not think he was the wide receiver one still coming out of camp. I still thought it was Amari Cooper, and I still think it is. But CD Lamb is a very capable wide receiver and he showed it to you. And in fact, Caleb, you know what I loved? Him waving goodbye to the Pats. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I I, I am a massive fan of that. Okay, he got shoved in the back out in the end zone for no reason, waving. But I love it. I absolutely love it. But Dallas is a legitimate Super Bowl contender, Caleb. But yes, I said it. I said this defense still has issues. Trayvon Diggs is a stud. Okay, but this defense still has issues. Okay, sure. But but Dak Prescott is going to win Comeback Player of the Year, no problem. 
Yeah, I agree. And I am here for it. Zeke had a decent game. Uh, I am a little concerned that they couldn't punch it in from the one yard line on four straight downs. I am a little concerned about that. But again, that Patriots defense is stout. But Caleb, yeah. I don't want I don't really want to talk about Dallas. This Go is ahead. Kind of weird. I Okay. I don't like this. I, I, I don't like it, Caleb. I don't like Go it. Go ahead. And, and you're not going to, and neither is the chat. The chat's going to hate this. Uh, I don't even want to say it. Go ahead. Do we need to stop disrespecting Mac Jones? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not. But you, but if you want to, I respect it. I, I no, I'm, not, I, I, I'm gonna keep disrespecting I, I, him. But I, I mean, this game showed. I mean, he. <laughs> He's fine. I mean, other than the pick six that he had, I mean, he he literally fired right back, right back. Yeah, but don't you think he got a little lucky on that board touchdown? May, uh, sure. I mean, I mean but, a little like that. That kind of saved him a little bit. I mean, I mean, he he wasn't looking too hot. Okay. I mean, he would not. He, he wasn't. But, I mean, looking he was the moving. Effort. He was moving the ball. He was putting the Patriots in positions to score points. Wow. And I, I thought the other thing with New England that they finally did, and they just didn't mess around. 16, 18 carries and 101 yards for Damian Harris. That's yeah, and that's what, it should be. That's, that's what it should be. Now, Damian Harris had struggled, Caleb. I, sure. I don't think it was the lack of volume. I think he was just struggling. But I think this game could get him back on track. Yeah, and they need it to be because that that's that's. I don't think Mac Jones can throw the ball 40 times. That's not what he is. He's that's 20, not what you want. That's not what 25 you want. 25 pass type of guy. That's all. Look, I, I mean, Mac Jones right now to me, Caleb, is a game manager. He's a game. He is. He, yeah. That's about as good as I can phrase it. Um, John U. Smith, what are you doing, dude? You got paid the bag. I don't even know if it's John U. Smith. Hunter Henry seems to be the feature guy in the red zone, though. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, either way, I mean, you are going to sit here, Bryce, and tell me that a man that gets a four-year contract worth 50 freaking million dollars and $31.25 million in guaranteed money is not – is going to give me a stat line through six weeks of 124 yards and one touchdown, 16 receptions. <laughs> I mean, that is a problem. The yeah. Patriots have spent a lot of money to improve their pass game. And I'm not, and, and they've against with mediocre guys. I mean, Jalen Mills, you signed him because you thought he would give you versatility and give you a veteran who could slow you down. And when you needed him, he gets cooked. He gets yeah. cooked. He gets cooked. I mean, it was bad. They put him in a one-on-one, but he was cooked. I mean, it, it just, it didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. I just, I don't know. You know how I felt about the pitch. I thought they had a silly off season. I thought they did a panic button. I think their whole organization should be in panic. I, 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 I am more panic Bryce on this organization. This is a take for you. Besides the Houston Texans, besides the Houston Texans, I am more panicked about this organization than any other organization in Nashville football. Just, I don't know that I buy that, man. Or pardon, pardon. I'd say Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not doing too good. But I, I would say I, I think the Patriots organization should be so panicking so hard because they spent all that money, and I just don't understand what it really did for them. Sure. I just don't understand it. I don't I, understand. I, I see it differently, but I'm, sure, I'll let you. I'll let you get on that soapbox. Raiders, Broncos, Raiders. 34 Broncos, 24 Raiders moved to four and two. John Gruden, uh, absolutely uh, did horrible, disgusting things uh, as we talked about on last week's pod with Will. And these players had to fight through the media, uh, the comments, uh, the the uh, the lack uh, of just. It was just is incredibly. Uh, sad and, and and devastating that these players had to fight through what they had to fight through. Uh, but Bryce, I mean, it, it was, I mean, I'm just going to phrase it like this. It was beautiful to see them win. I mean, they, they, they it was beautiful to see those players win. I want to be clear with that. It, it, the players getting the victory here, the players getting a sense of like, you know, You've been dealing with all of this. I don't even know how I would describe it. Just blackness, just just grayness all over your team. You know, and be able to get a positive win like that, uh, to be able to get a, a game that can boost your overall morale. And then specifically, if you look at guys like Josh Jacobs, who you and I have really looked to see better things from, looked very good, I thought. He had 53 yards, but I thought it was a hard 53 yards. Derek Carr. No picks, 341 yards, uh, Ruggs, Waller, Edwards, you name it. They had a good balanced attack. Um, 
incredible and incredible win for those players. Can't be happy enough for them. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a big win for the Raiders. Honestly, you know, they that Rich, uh, Rich Pisakia taking over as head coach, but obviously very emotional in the press conference about getting this opportunity, and he made the most of it because I, yeah. I don't think Denver's not an easy out. Caleb, I know they're banged up, but it's, they're not an easy out. I mean, to hang 34 points on this defense, I think it, it, it's it's a big confidence boost. Yeah. Not to mention the Raiders yeah. are right back at the top of the division with, with the yeah. Chargers. They're yeah. right there. Right there. You know, so I, I, I'm happy to see Derek Carr still balling out. Um, you know, Josh Jacobs will get going. I'm not too concerned about that. Caleb, what I'm most interested to see. Okay, John Gruden is gone. Okay, now we talk about personnel. John Gruden had 51% of the say on personnel. Okay, and there were always with, with the Mayock Gruden duo, it is all Mayock now holds control of personnel. It has always been a question of Derek is Derek Carr going to be the quarterback of the Raiders for the future? Uh, yeah, now yeah. that Derek Carr is gone. Or, yeah. or, or John Gruden is gone. Yeah, yeah. Mark Davis is still going to make a decision on whether Mike Mayock is going to stay or go. I think that gives Derek Carr confidence. I really do. Be- yeah. Because now he doesn't – he's not going to take the blame for all these losses. No. And he shouldn't have in the beginning. Derek Carr no. will continue to ball out and, and – and, Put his name in the hat for one for one of the top quarterbacks in the league, and I am here for it because I think Derek Carr gets disrespected. Yeah, he does. And, and and I think if he didn't have that that gruesome injury uh, a, a few years back, the leg injury, yeah, Derek Carr could be one of the uh, most consistent elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, totally and I agree. still think he can get there. So I am very excited to see what Derek Carr can do. I think they need to get him some more help. I, I think I don't think they can rely on Henry Ruggs' skinny post routes. Even I, people, I, I don't see why why teams haven't caught on to that. Okay, that's all that Henry Ruggs does. Okay, I can tell you that. And Denver should know better. It's the speed, but I agree. It, they, the, the concepts to get him open, it feels like are the same thing. I agree. Right. So I think you put a little more you put a little more weapons around Derek Carr. This can be an interesting team, Caleb. Uh, yeah. And and I think, you know, Basaccio uh, uh, has already won a game of more meaningful uh, impact than John Gruden has ever had. And and I think in, in terms of his time with the Raiders, uh, Basaccio has won a more meaningful and more impactful game for the organization than John Gruden ever did. And I think that that just goes to show the direction that they will be moving in and the, the confidence that this team should have, you know, in, in the trust of a guy like Basaccia. And and I think from Denver perspective, Bryce, um, just fire Vic Fangio. I don't, I don't really know what else wow. to say. Just, just fire Vic Fangio. I just don't wow. understand some of these decisions that he's making. Um, Bryce, you talked about the complaints of the John Harbaugh yards and, 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 and mentioned all that. Um, dude, you're a, you're, you're a, you're one of the more experienced coaches in the league. You've been around the game longer than the majority of the head coaches in the national football league. And I just think personally, um, you know, I, I mean, you know, Bryce, we can talk like, for example, Denver was three, and zero, And a lot of people thought, that, well, they were 3-0 because they had three easy opponents. So, therefore, they're just going to go right back to being themselves. And honestly, Bryce, most of the time when people say that, you know, when they just say, well, they're going to go back to being themselves, we're typically wrong. <laughs> they, typ- they typically – it typically happens the opposite way. Most of the time, if the team we predict does that, whether that's in the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, whatever, they do the opposite. The Denver Broncos are the most basic predictable team in the National Football League. They're so yeah. basic. They, they, their, their problem with for me, Bryce, is number one: defenses are basically deciding to send everyone on one side of the field to not let Cortland Sutton touch the football. So, the Tim Patrick receptions, the Tim Patrick targets, the Kendall Tim Patrick's hit, me, good. Kendall, I, I'm not bad. I'm not, I don't buy that. Oh Kendall, come Kendall, on. Kendall, Kendall Hinton, 
Uh, I just, I'm sorry, Bryce. I mean, it, it, this is just such a basic offense. This team's got to evolve a little bit. Um, you know, Bryce, I, I like Melvin Gordon, uh, but man, I, I really think they've got to make a decision. They've got to, ju- they've got to make a decision make with one running back. They've got to do it. I don't think Melvin Gordon's bad like you and, and fellow uh, constant uh, contributor Zach Griffith does, but I, I do think they need to make a decision because I do think that's probably affecting them to a certain extent. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't. I, I just think Denver is a team that shouldn't be as predictable as they are, but they are. I, I think they've got a chance to win big on Thursday night, but you know that that's got to be coming from the players and motivation in terms of how they get out of that. Absolutely. Next up, uh, we got Dolphins and Jags. You know, we mentioned it from the Dolphins' perspective, their lack of performance. But, you know, obviously, Bryce, I mean, Jacksonville, uh, you know, comes in, ends a 20-game skid. Uh, they get a 53-yard field goal. And, and, Bryce, I don't really care that how they got the win. Uh, I just think the fact they got the win, <laughs> they just in general, that they were able to get it uh, was just – that's what mattered for them. That's what mattered. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how they got it. They just needed to get one. They just, it just, for the fans, for the team, for the organization to see some level of improvement in belief. And, you know, I, Bryce, I think it came down to two things and I don't mean to be this simple about it or act like it's just not that big of a deal, but they just decided to give the ball to James Robinson and they didn't mess around and they recognize that DJ Chark is out. So they get the ball to Marvin Jones. Yeah. I think Marvin Jones is legit. Right. It's the, it's two simple things. And you and I have said they just need to give the ball to James Robinson 15 plus times a game. We've also said that they've got to be less cute in the passing game. And it felt like they were less cute in the passing game. They just kind of went traditional style and it worked. Yeah. And I mean, it was looking rough early on for, for Jacksonville and, and they yes. kind of salvaged it. Uh, I mean, Tua Tungvaluwa came out firing. His first game back uh, from injury, um, him and Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki showing showing the chemistry there. I mean, they he was shoving the ball down their throats and totally successful doing it. They still can't establish the the run game. Uh, Malcolm Brown five carries twenty four yards. Miles Gaskin five carries nine yards. I think we need I think we need to start properly rating Miles Gaskin as not a good running back in this league. I'm sorry. But you don't think that has not. to do with the limited amount of opportunity that no. it seems like they're giving him? No, no. I think he's had plenty of opportunity. I think Malcolm Brown is a better option than Miles Gaskin. I really do. Okay. I really do. Uh, I, that's just my opinion. But yeah. um, I don't know that getting Deshaun, Deshaun Watson might buy you three more wins. I think he but buys you still three issues. more wins. Yeah, there's still issues. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I, th- I think he probably wins this game, but sure. whatever. Yeah, he would win this game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Bills, Titans, Monday night. Titans, uh, 34. Bills, 31. What a Bryce, game. You mentioned You mentioned the play call uh, that kind of sealed it for Tennessee. Uh, but I think this is a really big win for that franchise, Bryce. And I know you don't want them to win, but I think that is. is a massive win for confidence, uh, trust, um, belief. Uh, when it seems like, you know, a lot of it, the Vrabel situation just seemed shaky. Didn't really understand that. Now, it, it was teetering a win like balance. this, belief, a win like this just kind of gets everybody back together. When you beat a good Buffalo Bills team, like the way they did by getting the ball to Henry, trusting in your identity and getting your stars going. I think that's a massive deal. Well, it is. I mean, Caleb, I mean, a couple things stick out for me, right? Um, Buffalo didn't finish drives with touchdowns. They finished them with field goals. Uh, That was a big factor in this game. And the fact that Tennessee scored 10, 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter, they outscored Buffalo 10 to zero in the fourth quarter to win that game. Uh, I, I think Buffalo should have settled with a field goal. I think I like their chances in overtime. But I also think you have to know when you play the Tennessee Titans, all you have to do is stop Derrick Henry. I know that's easier said than done, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, come yeah. on. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, right. You knew that's what they were going to do when – and, unfortunately, Julio Jones got hurt again. So then it becomes – even more predictable, in my opinion, than right. Henry was going to be the guy. Just, yeah, cover A.J. Brown and stack yeah. the box. Stack the that's, box. That's what it – and it's not like this Bills defense is garbage. It's not. No, it's, it's a not. very good defense. Yeah. And, the, and they couldn't stop Derrick Henry. Are you saying I'm, that you need to really – that you would just let Chester Rogers beat you? Absolutely. 
Okay, I'm just making sure. Absolutely, yeah, because I, 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 <laughs> put, put man-to-man coverage. Put man-to-man coverage on Nick Westbrook, Akine. Put put man coverage on Chester Rogers. Uh, put put man coverage on Anthony Ferkser. I know he's a tight end. I, I, just your point is let those for other the heck of it. For the heck right. of it, you, you throw a safety over the top and put man on on AJ Brown and stack the box. because you're yeah. Because you should have enough trust in Tre'Davious White to be able to to ultimately get the job right. done. Right. You should you shouldn't be letting Derrick Henry rip off a seventy six yard touchdown run. I agree. That. that shouldn't happen. I I agree. And and I, for Tennessee, big win. I big think time that's win. win Massive puts them win. in a different in prime time. Yeah, it, it could put them in a, a position where we're talking about them in that top top tier. Absolutely. And I think this win could be the catalyst. Uh, then lastly, Bryce, the Sunday night game. Steelers, Seahawks, Geno comes in, Russell's out on IR, uh, Big Ben, uh, Shakey's all get out, but somehow uh, just continues to come in and, and fight at home, uh, moves into three and three. The defense, obviously, you talked about it, massive play from Watt, and, uh, you name it, they're getting things done defensively. Uh, but I, let's talk about this game first from Seattle and then Pittsburgh. Um Bryce, you were coming out of the perspective that you feel like Gino didn't lose him the game. You thought he kept them in the game. It's something that you talked about pre-show. Um, but if you're Seattle and you're a team with the roster that you have, can you be okay with Gino Smith being your quarterback? Because I think if you fall too much, Bryce, you're in too tough a division. You're not getting a playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I really do think Gino Smith played fine. I, I I mean, 23 of 32, 209 yards and, and and a touchdown. I mean, do you want to see him, you know, unleash it a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't feel like he he lost you this game. I think this comes down to play calling, honestly, Caleb. I mean, they established the run no problem. Alex Collins had 20 carries for 100 yards. I mean, he's averaged 5.1 yeah. yards a carry. I, I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not upset with it. I'm, when you look at it on paper, you're like, yeah, I mean, I – I get it. It's just they didn't make they didn't finish off the plays. And I think that's that's where the deficit between Russell Wilson and Geno Smith comes into play. But but again, I'm not going to put this this game on Geno Smith. I'm just not. I I don't think you can. I mean, if if he had like two or three turnovers. Yeah, absolutely. But he didn't. No, he didn't. No. And and they had a chance to win the game in overtime. Mm -hmm. They, they had every opportunity to. So I, and TJ Watt is just that dude. He's just that guy. It is what it is. So I, I, I'm, I think Seattle will be fine. I, I think they need to nab some wins while Russell Wilson's out. Otherwise the season is lost. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is, but the reality of the situation, Caleb, we're talking long-term now, this could be what they're looking at. If Russell, if Jay Glazer's right and Russell Wilson's going to seek a trade again this offseason, mm. this could be what they're looking at. Wow. And, and in that case, Caleb, I think Pete Carroll retires. <laughs> That'd be a lot of changes for a team that, I mean, to be honest, Bryce, you look at the past. If you said to me, you know, if you look at the last six to eight years and you said, give me five, the, most, the five most consistent organizations, Seattle would be in the five. I Absolutely. think that's a fair statement. I mean, they have been consistent for a while, and um, that's been a credit to Russell Wilson, guys they've drafted, so on and so forth. Uh, Bryce, I think the problem is, I, I agree with you, that they have to trust um, Gino, but I, because the problem is, Bryce, Seattle is more reliant on, D, you know, two receivers, those two receivers more than any other receiving group in football. It's not close. The targets, the target numbers suggest it. The fact that, you know, they are basically 50 plus percent of their passing game. They have to be able to figure out a way to address that third option. And I don't really think Bryce, I mean, I like Gerald Everett. I don't think Gerald Everett's bad. I don't think it's a tight end thing. I think it's a receiver thing. But at the same time, you have to give your receivers more opportunity. You know, I, I mean, DK had a good game. Lockett had seven targets. Metcalf had seven targets. But, like, Bryce, I know this is going to sound weird, but, like, they signed Philip Dorsett last season. And for this season, I don't think Philip Dorsett's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But you should probably get more than one target. I don't think Philip Dorsett's a guy you only give one target to. Philip Dorsett, you can work him in. You can use his speed. You can be creative with him. I just think that, you know, Waldron was brought in 
to bring some of that Ram stuff, that McVeigh mindset in. But this is where it's got to be tested, Bryce. This is where it's got to be tested. Can it work? Can the system outweigh the talent, particularly a quarterback? I think that's the question for Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, I think Big Ben was washed. I'm not going to act like he had a ridiculously good game. But, you know, I thought the running game of Najee Harris, they just don't mess around. They give him the ball. They don't give anybody else the ball. It's old school tradition, but it works. Um, Claypool, uh, it just seemed like Big Ben and him were just off timing-wise. I'm not concerned. Uh, But I think Pat Fryermuth. I think people in, in Pittsburgh should be very happy with that. Seven for 58. Yeah, he's the future the of that tight end position. Absolutely. Are you, are you saying Eric Ebron is not? Uh, Stonehands? No. No, okay. he's not. Okay. Well, one, touch, I mean, one yard, one touchdown. That's all you need to know about Ebron. Yeah, that rush too. I mean, it just, I, I mean, it was just. Yeah, please something. stop. Please stop. I think, I think the Steelers as a team are going to be competitive. No, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I think that they are a competitive football team. I think that's what they showed at home. And, Bryce, therefore, that will conclude uh, this week's pod. Uh, like I said, we've got plenty of stuff coming in the running hook. We'll be back on next week. Week seven, there's plenty of action. Obviously, the Colts on Sunday night. We have Chiefs-Titans next week. We have Bengals at Ravens. Uh, you know, we have Saints and Seahawks. There's some good matchups we can be discussing. Uh, there's no question about that. Don't be afraid to keep following along with the podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, please check out the other pods on this network, Triple Option Podcast, Circle City Cinema. I've listed them all. You know them all. And, Bryce, it's a privilege to have you on again, good sir. It's a privilege to have you back. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you.